There is only one thing on this earth more powerful than evil, and that's us. Hi guys, this is Claire Kramer, aka the Great Glorificus, and you are listening to the Buffy Back Issue Bed. Welcome to the Buffy Back Issue Bin, the show where we go through all the Buffy and Angel comics that are canon chronologically. I'm Zach. And I'm Emily. And we're not, it's still not on Buffy and Angel. We're going to finish up our run of Serenity books. For now. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with that because, you know, that seems to be our curse or our joy. Whenever we're doing the stuff, we're getting near the end of a thing. Big news happens. So this one is... The opposite of the other news. Yeah. Kind of. Halfway. We don't really know what's going to happen with this one. So as we've been covering all this stuff, saying like, ah, Dark Horse puts out these Serenity books every couple of years. Sure, it'd be nice if they picked up the pace. Yeah, they did the opposite. They sold the rights. But they sold all of the rights. So everything is going to be reprinted. By Boom Studios. They're a relatively small company, I think... Most months, they have about 1% of the overall comic market. Okay. That's, I didn't, yeah, whatever. I'm, a, I'm close to right of it. But, uh, so they have all of the rights now to all of the Serenity comics. So, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, so we don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to continue the story that we've been reading. We don't know if they're going to start afresh and count new canon. So what we know right now is that Boom is going to be reprinting all of the stuff. I probably should have guessed that this was happening because some of these books were in a liquidation sale through the distributor. So that should have been kind of a tip off to me, but it wasn't. That would have been a really deep clue. But yeah, it makes sense now in retrospect. Lots of things go through liquidation sales just if they're not moving. Yeah. We also know this is going to be an ongoing story. Joss Whedon is still going to be involved and it's going to be scripted by Greg Pak who is a writer that I really like. He's done my all-time favorite Hulk stuff. He's worked consistently for quite a while. I mean, I've been reading his stuff and kind of like been very aware of him as a writer for well over 10 years. And he follows you on Twitter, right? There, yes. <laughs> not the main point of this, but yes. A fun fact. I'm famous. I'm not. Kind of. Minorly. No, not even a little. So kind of the positive side of that is, hello, the dog is cuddled very close to me. And the cat is freaking out about the pillow again. Yeah. I think the most positive thing about this, aside from Greg Pak being a solid writer, is that Greg is very, very big on Asian representation in comics and film and all that stuff. And Serenity, probably its biggest weakness, is this is supposed to be a combination of America and China. They took over the world together, and it's this melting pot of those two things, except there haven't been any Asians ever. There was one Asian that was stabbed in Serenity, and we didn't even mention this last time, which we should have. I felt dumb afterwards. That's even before this news broke. Like, oh, we really should have mentioned that B is an Asian character. Oh, she on, is, yeah. On this book that totally lacks, and movie and TV show, that lacks Asian characters despite supposed to be be half asian culture that's always been weird and uncomfortable so if there's anyone out there who's gonna do it he is the right choice because he pushes that hard and that's a good thing right definitely especially in this world yeah this boy this world needs that i've always thought the language thing was weird that everything was in english except for the curse words were in chinese yeah, easy to get away with the censors oh no i i understood why they did it but <laughs> oh, if yeah. the language was really gonna mesh it wouldn't just mesh like everything usable in english except for the curse words isn't that everyone's first question though if you're like learning a new language like how do i say no that is never my first question ah just me then it's not not just me. you only know it in english fair i I forget immediately in english (laughs) yeah uh what they've said they're doing that this is going to be an ongoing story which i'm a little tentative towards i think we've even said that in this coverage that i've kind of enjoyed the 
chunk of a story because we don't really know what an ongoing Firefly story feels like. Oh, the other side of this, this is going to be called Firefly. For a while, they couldn't use the name Firefly, but then 20th Century Fox did end up selling those rights over to Universal. But as you say that, the part we're going to read right now is pretty much an ongoing story with the book that we read right before it. Yeah, but still, like doing it. I I have also liked the little vignettes. Yeah. Also, the other side of what they're saying is they're going to be going back and doing the Unification War and showing what happened there. And my initial reaction is, sure. Prequels are so hard because it's so easy to think that you're telling a really good story that in the end didn't really do much. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to discount it, but we've said it before on this show many times, both with this stuff and the Buffy stuff, only go back if there is a reason to go back. I've never personally felt like there was any more information that I needed. I kind of got the gist of it. Mal's a volunteer. They lost. Well, him and Zoe became the best of friends. I, I mean, it's intriguing in a way, but... Yeah, I just... It's one of those things I never really thought about. It was like, I wonder what happened. But I guess we're going to find out now. I mean, to be fair, we're just about to talk about a one-shot that has a little bit prequelness to it. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. So the other side... I mean, because it's an ongoing, there's nothing saying that they then can't jump forward in time. I can say the thing that I don't really want to see a ton of is... Let's just have them going on random adventures because random adventures aren't going to move the story forward if we know where the story ends up. So I would personally be more interested in seeing a follow-up to the book we're going to talk about today, but we'll see if that happens. Also, again, if you tell a good story that happens in the middle, that's fine too. I just want there to be a purpose behind it. Right. And that purpose can be character development, but then it needs to be something we've never seen before. Yeah. And there's also a finite timeline, like as we've just this whole story, at least you know up until the movie between the start of the show and the end of the movie, about eight months. So that's not a big window of time to tell like a million stories either. Right, and so that leaves you with before and after, and yeah, and there you go. But since Boom did buy all of the rights, which are going to include reprints of these books, which means they seem to think that there's some financial gain to that. Hopefully, they will follow up. So if you haven't bought these books yet, wait a second. <laughs> Wait till Boom publishes them so they see that there's money in it and then buy them. Yeah, but it is comforting that Boom does want to reprint the stuff that we've just been talking about because that means that they intend to continue with it. If they were just going to ignore it, they would never intend to reprint it. Why would you reprint something you would ignore? The other annoying thing for me, this is just more of a Boom Studios thing, is that everything that Dark Horse has printed, except for the first terrible trade, the undersized weird one, they've done hardcovers ever since then, and Boom doesn't do hardcovers on licensed material. Really? How do you know that? Uh, That just seems like a very specific... Tweeting with one of the writers at Boom, or a guy who's done work at Boom. Oh, about Kong? About Kong, yes. Okay. My other love. The monkey. Do love the monkey. Oh, that's so interesting. Just because it's just a very specific fact. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So we'll see. Maybe they'll change their mind for this. I mean, Whedon's involved. It's in a very good writer's hands. Uh, This is going to start coming out in November, but what that also means is that the show isn't done yet. Surprise (laughs) to us. Yeah. And just for the future, we're not really done anyway, because Dark Horse has said they're going to continue to publish Buffy stuff, but not in a season form. Who knows what that looks like? Hopefully not the high school years, because those are terrible. (laughs) Sorry. Got (laughs) unnecessarily harsh for a second. It just means we'll be taking kind of long breaks in between. A hiatus, (laughs) if you will. But a planned hiatus. Yes, a planned hiatus. Because we're going to run out of material, and I don't want to talk about the non-canon Buffy and Angel stuff. Exactly. So then... Because that wouldn't be fun. That would just be yelling at things for an hour, explaining why it doesn't work and that's not a fun show that's not the show i want to do i'd rather raise my life though i've heard that many times you've never read any of those books no i know i've just heard you yell at them (laughs) from afar yes 
but yeah, that's the news. Maybe he'll tag Greg Pak in this. Be like, hey, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I think that they, all of the right things are happening. It's just. Maybe they'll also tag Boom. Listen, if you guys need someone to check on the continuity, I'm your man. Anyway. I promise I know this world better than you. You do. But. <laughs> Whoever you are at Boom. Anyway, to whom it may concern at Boom. Boom. Um, so. Yeah, I guess from there, let's get into our coverage of a story that may or may not continue. I have faith that it will. So grab your hardcover book five or wait for Boom to publish it again. Maybe Boom will actually publish this in a more cohesive order, though. Nah. You, you enjoy the weirdness? <laughs> Probably not. Also, does it really matter? Because you have us to guide you through it. Exactly. Grab book five. Once again, flip to the end, because that's what we do here. I know. I was silly, and I just started reading from the beginning. How dare you? You should know better by book five. I should. <laughs> I should. That everything is out of order. And the first story we're going to be covering is by Chris Robertson with art by Stephen Byrne. I see him doing a lot of Buffy and Serenity stuff on Twitter. And he also has a published Serenity story, so hey. So it all makes sense. This is titled The Warrior in the Wind. This was originally published as half of a free comic book day issue and then got the publication in here. It's a lovely story, just so we're clear. I actually like it quite a bit. Me too. This, I think, has been by far my favorite free comic book day of Buffy or Serenity. I like the one where Buffy fights the alien. I like this one better. <laughs> <laughs> because... That's right, it's canon that Buffy and Alien are in the same universe. I still like this one better. <laughs> the aliens are the bugs. So our story begins with most of the crew going out on the mule on some kind of mission, and River is left with little baby Emma. And so River goes to tell Emma a story. She's maybe a little bit older now. She definitely is because she's speaking a little bit. Yeah, she has some words. And so Emma asks for a story, and so River goes, oh, I have a good one for you. And she starts to tell the story of the warrior in the wind. Uh, it's a sad story. It is. It is. But this is so lovely and charming. I'm not a big fan of digital art most of the time, but I really like it here because it creates a very surreal kind of setting. And since River is telling a story to a child, I think it really works. We get these very bright colors that are popping in a very cartoony kind of style that fits it's with a storybook what she's doing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's great. It re works really well. So we find out that the warrior looks strikingly like Zoe. And River starts off by saying that the warrior was the toughest and bravest and strongest person in the whole verse, but that sometimes she got lonely. So she meets the wind, who is washed with a three-foot-long mustache, who falls out of the sky. Yes, because the wind was also lonely, just soaring around up there by himself. <laughs> and he asks for a little help. She's like, I'll help you if you get rid of the mustache. I understand where she's coming from. I'm growing this beard for two more months. It's so big. Yeah. We got weddings coming up. I'm going to get rid of it for those. Thank goodness. But it, what's this about four inches long now? No, but it's three? aggressive. Your hair's really curly too. Let's call it three inches. That's definitely three inches. Definitely three inches. It's aggressive. Two more months. It's mountain man like. Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> the blistery heat of the summer. And so they talk about how the warrior and the wind travel around and they get on a ship, which is actually a ship in this case. And Mal gets a pirate hat. Yes, because they meet the pirate who isn't very good at pirating, which I thought was charming. And so the wind offers to sail the ship. Literally, like wind in the sails. And along the way, they pick up a shepherd and they who... pick up Kaylee. I like that they show book with that one episode where his hair was out and River's like, and the warrior took away the evil demon hair. <laughs> <laughs> Good callback. 
And they pick up Jane, who's wearing a silly hat, who's a giant in this version. Inara, who's an archer. Kaylee, who's some kind of a fairy. And she si- looks like Tinkerbell. And S- Simon, who looks like a prince, who is carrying a different Tinkerbell, which is River, in a tiny box until she could get better. But I love, 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 love that instead of saying any of their names, they each get a, a term. So Mal is the pirate. Kaylee's the flower girl. Inara was the archer. Jane was the giant. Simon was the doctor. But this is my favorite one. River's, no, not that one. River's the dancer. That's not your favorite one? No, he's just not the doctor. No. Wrong show. Yes. He's not Doctor Who. He's just the doctor. But then River is the dancer. It just is so charming to me. And one day, Reavers on dinosaurs. I'm on board. The dinosaurs can fly. Yeah. Well, the flying ones can fly. Yeah. That's a pterodactyl. Of course he can. It starts with a P. I hate that. Why do you hate that? I don't know. It's the same reason I hate possum. Why do you hate possum? I don't like that O in there. The silent O that starts it off. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I'm against it. How do you feel about a psychologist? Fine. PS doesn't bother you? It's just the PT? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to know your weird word preferences. So our Her- crew is fighting the Reavers on the dinosaurs. And Wash says, or I'm sorry, the wind says that he can take care of all of them. And there's once again a callback to the first episode of firefly serenity the pilot parts one and two his eyes start to glow leaves on the wind start to blow around and he just goes here's something you can't do and he blows them all away saving them all but leaving the warrior all alone but he also gave the warrior a gift before he left and it's baby emma zoe comes back hearing the story and she's like i like your version yeah it is like ah, oh, it's heartbreaking but i don't <laughs> know if we really conveyed the heartbreakingness yeah. of it zoe does it end saying her last heartbreaking. lines i did hate that mustache and so did i zoe but <laughs> i don't have a mustache i mean i do but it's connected to things okay but the time that you just had a mustache amazing it was awful anyway it was a handlebar (laughs) it was horrendous it was terrifying so i don't think we really conveyed how heart-wrenching this whole story is but it is sweet and kind and lovely and oh it just makes your breath catch in your throat for a second it really captures everything it is really lovely and it's only this is very short this is like seven eight pages for half of a recon book day issue and it's really really good yeah well done i hope that boom reprints it see this that is a good example of a story that's worth going back to i know that they didn't go back really in time but that's that's a story that it's heartfelt there's there's a reason for it yeah it's very poignant but at the same time it's not like moving the whole story forward and that's okay it's just telling us that one little bit and then we move on to our main story no power in the verse this is written by the same guy, Chris Robertson, and art by our old favorite, George's Genty. So we hop back to Who, space. We don't talk about the covers a lot, but I am going to do a general disappointment that I have that just came up on his Instagram like a week or two ago. Yes. Issue two shows like all of them in the middle of the street. And what, by saying all of them, there were four of them. But then he shows a version of it that didn't get made, which was them doing the Abbey Road cover. I'm like, that's so much better. Why was that <laughs> not the cover? Okay, you have a Beatles tattoo on your arm, so... Easy does it. What? It's not my fault. I did not do that. (laughs) You did that to yourself. Mm. Mm. So I think you're a little biased. I liked it better. It probably looked cooler. They've referenced the Beatles in Firefly. It probably did look cooler. I didn't see it. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Strawberry Margaritas. They're super cold. Not daiquiris for Zachary. I like that one. But you've never had a daiquiri in your life. (laughs) Have you? Probably. I used to get daiquiri sorbet when I was little all the time. I would probably like daiquiris now that I say this. For Zachary. We start off our story with the way we start many Firefly and Serenity stories with a heist. A space heist. Space heist. 
So Mal is infiltrating while Zoe and Jane get the goods off of the ship that they're stealing from. So Jane is also part of the crew again now, I guess. Oh, yeah. They're fine. He just kind of joined back. Yeah. He's like, all right, already here. I know. I, I think that was probably more it than anything. Yeah. That's the other thing I like that these stories don't feel the need to show us that scene, that they're just like, yep. Jane's back. Jane's back. And of course he's back. We already knew he was going to come back. I do find it interesting that Jane isn't wearing the spacesuit that he usually wears. He's wearing the one that Mal usually wears. But I'm not going to call it a continuity error because there are two spacesuits that look like that. Jane usually had the yellow one. How many times have you watched Firefly and Serenity? I'm giving them credit. No, no, I know. Nope, it was... I know that you were giving them credit. I was just asking a question to you. <laughs> that was an word. <laughs> yeah, who knows. They get away clean, run back. This is definitely a couple of years later because now Emma is two, two to three. Yeah, Emma has words. It's post the story time, so she has a decent number of words. They escape as they're about to get bored down on a Mal's like, that was the best heist ever. And so they open up to see what they got in their heist, and it turns out that it's a lot of toilet paper. And everybody's like, seriously, Mal, we just risked everything for a couple of cartons of toilet paper. More Jane. Jane's the one all upset about it. It's like, worst heist ever. Mal does make a good point. Everyone's got a wipe. And some people will pay a premium for it out here on the rim, is what he actually says. Better than a tree. Maybe they need a bidet. Are we going back to this again? I want a bidet. I'm anti-bidet. I'm more (laughs) anti-spending money on a bidet. If a bidet appeared, I'd be like, whatever. As long as you didn't make it appear (laughs) with our money. Okay, good. Let me be very explicit. In Mal and Anara's room, we see that Anara is talking with an old companion friend of hers. And she's like, or the companion friend is saying that Anara looks very rugged. Because Anara is wearing far more practical clothes than she used to. Yeah, she's just wearing a tank top and some pants, but she is not dressed to the nines. And But <laughs> her friend also see Mal come in. She's like, ooh, that's why you look so rugged. And Anara's like, gotta go, weird. Yeah, um, but she's just about to tell Anara about their other friend. Something might be happening with a friend of theirs. Yes, who was a companion as well. Mm, foreshadowing. The two of them have a nice conversation, and not much to it, but mostly talking about toilet paper. And Anara starts to confess something to Mal. She wants to know why he never asked why she left the main companion house on Sinon. Like, way back in the day, not yeah. just when she was... And this is a moment of Mal's that I really like. It's not uncaring, but it's very in his vein. He just goes, never thought to ask, figured it wasn't any of my concern. Do you know why you like that? Because that is your attitude about everything. <laughs> I never ask follow-up questions. I take everything at face value. I always ask follow-up questions and then it's very confusing but the only problem is when you actually learn a piece of information you don't always tell me unless i ask very specific questions about it but oftentimes it affects me as well and so it's like a weird game i have to play to be like what is the right question to get the actual answer it's not like you're trying to hide anything you just don't you don't volunteer information. I'm sorry. It's hilarious, though. There's a loud banging that Mal can hear, and he comes out of his room to find that Zoe has pinned Jane against the wall, yelling at him, saying that he's an idiot. We're like, of course. Why? Turns out that Jane left the hatch open, so Emma escaped, and she's now wandering around the ship, which is definitely not baby-proof. Yeah, no. Emma goes out to the cargo bay, only to fall off the edge of the platform. Well, she's dead now. Zoe screams. And River jumps down and saves Emma. Literally wraps her body around Emma. What I do like is when River jumps, she kicks off to use leverage to kick her speed up. It's a good yeah. little page of action. Yeah, it is. And it's and it's clever, too. It's not just like, by sheer force of will, River got there first. Yeah. Zoe takes Emma back, and she, you know, very appreciative of to River. And then baby Emma starts going like, Jane, friend. And Zoe <laughs> goes, Jane doesn't have any friends. 
Harsh. Harsh. But also I like that I like that Emma calls him her friend. Yeah. Uh Zoe is not gonna be pleased with Jane for the rest of this. Ever. When is Zoe ever pleased with Jane? She's not usually actively against him. Sometimes. She is now. Sometimes she's against him, but it doesn't last very long. This one lasts. Jane is sad and alone in the cargo bay and has a flashback of him and Shepherd Book lifting lates. What's he doing there? He's doing like two twenty five, so not bad. I wonder why you paused. It's because you were doing math in your head. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I was looking at the plates in the bars, trying to figure it out, which I think is what we also showed him doing before. So continuity. Not that's, intentional. That's Not intentional. Quick math, though. Good job for you. I like to encourage your math skills. Whatever. <laughs> what do you mean? In the flashback, Shepherd Book is talking to Jane. Says, you say you're a loner, Jane, but be careful. Put too many loners together in one spot for too long and they're not alone anymore. Uh-huh. Except Jane is alone. We get a little vignette of some of the crew. Turns out that all, all the relationships are still intact from the last time we saw them, which is comforting. Kaylee and Simon are in the kitchen together. Simon's chopping up some celery and some vegetables. Kaylee's being very positive and Simon looks at this kind of wilty celery. He's like, well, I guess that's the best we can do out here. Celery is terrible and it should all die. <laughs> And then, you know what? I think Simon should break up with Kaylee because she's so insecure. Out of nowhere, she's just like, I guess that's just what you have to do out here. Just make do. Okay, yeah. Like, that was what are you doing? really terrible acting on your part. But I agree. It came out of nowhere. It did. And Kaylee occasionally took she- things not in the best spirit during the show and the movie, but always with a lot more context than that. Like this is just legitimately, yeah. he was legitimately talking about the vegetables that he's not very excited about them. If she ever got upset at Simon for like, oh, you don't like it out here. So that means you don't like me. There was usually context. He was just like, it's kind of crappy celery. Yeah. It's like, so what of us? Like, you just scared the dog with your dramatics. <laughs> I also put my hand to my head. Yeah. But no he's one still looking at the top of your head. <laughs> What's up there? Ugh. She's going to do this a couple of times. And after a couple, I'm like, why are you still with her? I mean, probably because it'd be really awkward to break up on this ship. But it also makes you wonder, like, does she do this all the time? She does it a couple times. She didn't really do it in the last book when they were together. And we don't really get to see much of their relationship except Kaylee being insecure about it, which I don't really care. I don't want to see that part of it. Like, they did that. We did Kaylee being insecure, like, when she was trying to court him. But now that they're together... To woo him? Yeah, just cut that crap out. Yeah, it also doesn't feel very Kaylee-like because Kaylee is pretty confident about herself and about everything like that. And it just doesn't feel like Kaylee would stick around if she didn't feel appreciated. Also, this is about be about three years in because, you know, you have to have nine months for Emma to be born. Emma's a couple of years old now. So they've been together for about three years. Yeah. So at this point... Get over it. Nobody's making do anymore. Like, you had a lot of opportunities to get off the ship at that point. Yeah. We see other things. Jane is cleaning his gun. Not a euphemism. (laughs) I wish everyone could see the look I just got. It was shock. And then I'm not happy with that. I didn't say a word. Mm, I know. Zoe and River are putting Emma to bed. Everyone else is already in bed. I feel like the baby should have gone to bed first. I don't know. Yeah, what do I know about kids? I would probably go to bed first. (laughs) Let's be honest. And they get a wave and it's from Iris, the girl who was River's academy buddy you yeah know. and and who went away with b to go adventuring at the end of the last story and now we know that she's a redhead because she has hair again to cover up all of the horrible medical scars yeah which honestly made it difficult for me to recognize her at first it makes sense that she has hair but i just was like who is this person but she says that she needs help and serenity is quick to respond they land on a planet called burn it i don't think we've been there before doesn't really matter it's 
It's on the rim. And we quickly find out what the problem is. B has been captured. B went out to go have a meeting with somebody. Who contacted B about the new resistance, which got blowed up last time. Yeah. And so she leaves and Iris waits a little while and B has not come back. And now it's been a couple days and B is still not back. And so Iris is very concerned, understandably so. River goes on the cortex and finds that B has been apprehended. By the Alliance. Yeah. But that they might be able to go get her. Uh. Also, Iris is looking very flash dance in this whole thing. She's wearing like an off-the-shoulder sweatshirt, the tank top underneath, and it just makes me happy for no real reason. And on the Cortex file that River has hacked, they find that a Parliament operative is coming to get B. You know, not a great sign. Very bad sign. And then they determine that they must be doing this because they must think that B is one of the peacemakers. Mm. What are peacemakers, you ask? What is this weird continuity error? So it turns out the peacemakers are the dust devils of old. Yeah, I don't think they're of old. I think it's just they forgot. Okay, but here's my thing. You would never call yourself a dust devil. That's just not a name you'd call yourself. You'd call yourself the peacemakers. It's kind of like in Parks and Rec where that crazy cult is called the reasonableness. The reasonable, (laughs) the reasonableness. Yeah, what they are are exactly what the Dust Devils were. They were soldiers that kept on fighting after the war was lost. So we used to call them Dust Devils. Now we call them Peacemakers. But you're right. Let's go with that. Let's say that is our continuity fix. Peacemakers are what they call themselves Dust Devils or what the Alliance calls them. That makes so much sense. Or it's a universe and there might be more than one group of these people trying to do a thing. Either way, but when they said that, it just it's such an eyebrow raise for me. I'm like, yeah, we've done this. Remember Zoe was one of them? And what's funny is Simon goes, were you guys peacemakers? And Mal's like, no. But Zoe doesn't say anything. Yeah, I don't think it's for the reason you think it is. Oh, I just took it to be like, Mal's like, nope. And Zoe was like, mm-hmm, me too. <sighs> Whatever. It's minor. It is really minor, but I think it's funny it how little me. things get under your skin. So it brings me joy. Feel free to contact me, Boom. Are you going to tag Boom in this? Oh, I'm tagging the shit out of him. I don't think you should say that. I'm tagging the heck out of him. Whatever. <laughs> Iris knows who B's contact was for the new resistance. Someone named Maricourt. Is that how you think that's pronounced? That's how I pronounced it. All right. In my head. You're in the dog's way. He's using me as leverage. Well, yeah, you're in his way. Okay, perfect. They go to this woman, Maricourt's hideout, her little hidey hole. And they're like, hey, we're looking for someone named Maricourt. She's like, no one calls me Maricourt, but people I know. And then a bunch of people pull guns on them. A bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Pull guns on everybody. Thus, the end of issue one. That's a long time for issue one. I feel like the story will pick up. So as they're all at gunpoint, Iris and River just beat everyone up instead. Yeah. And then Mal's like, okay, so now that my people have the guns, let's talk again. I'm Malcolm Reynolds. She's like, oh, you should have opened with that. I know you. She didn't really give them time, though, to be fair to Mal. He's not really shy about giving his name ever. Except for that one time that his paper said that he was Captain Harbeckin. Excuse me? That Harbeckin. That was in the episode Safe when Book was shot. And they have the Alliance board and he has fake papers. He only did that once. Moving on. Contact me, boom. So Maricourt takes them downstairs to her little more secretive hideout. <laughs> yeah. And they start her to talk has about her meeting with B. And it turns out that B never actually made it to the meeting with Maricourt. She was apprehended along the way. And she has a stronghold. There's a lot of guns and a lot of missiles. And Maricourt is clearly planning something. And she's like, well, I, so can, inviting. I can use some of my alliance contacts to figure out what's happening with b mal's like can we also get some stuff my people are out of all stuff everything uh, 
Maricourt explains that her overall plans is that she plans to take down the Alliance. Not just some of the Alliance, but all of the Alliance. The Alliance has to go. Ever since the whole Miranda thing, the Alliance has cracked down, making, you know, heal their boot that much larger, and they're going out to the Outer Rim, and things are getting kind of dangerous. You know, Mal obviously is like, what? we had a whole army before, what do you have? And she basically explains what guerrilla warfare is, seeming to think that that's going to work. And Mal's, like, processing this, and he's like, well, I mean, I agree that the Alliance needs to be gone and before he really even gets to finish his thought about what he thinks about this plan simon jumps in and he's like what are you insane it's like fighting a war is one thing but you're talking about killing innocent people and we both picked up on this (laughs) we didn't talk about killing innocent people at all before this not even a hair he talked about they talked about fighting the alliance and here's the thing you know spoiler for the end of this maricourt's plan later is 100 killing innocent people but it's not brought up yet, which makes me think this is an editing error that no one caught, that they changed things at one point or another. Yeah, because, because there's the conversation makes sense in context of information we're going to find out in like three issues. But right now, right. Simon just perks up. He's like, killing innocents. I have no context for saying this. Yeah, it's it's an odd moment. And it's true. That is entirely her plan. So I agree. I think that this was... It's an editing mistake. Yeah. Somebody decided that it would be more beneficial to leave that piece of information out so that the reader is left in the dark, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that big twist that's coming later is kind of right here and has no reason to be. And is spoiled by Simon. Thanks, Simon. But Mal continues with the conversation that never started. He's like, it's not murder. The Alliance said that to my whole planet. As Simon and Mal are yelling at each other about what constitutes killing innocent people, Maricourt steps into the middle and she says, hey, just so we're clear, this is not what we were talking about. This is information you don't know yet. To be clear, B is not a peacemaker, but she's connected to a lot of them, so the Alliance might want to get her. In fact, they have gotten her. Or, you know, more of her. What Maricourt says is that B knows enough information to be dangerous in the hands of the Alliance, so she's willing to help them get B out simply because she wants to make sure that her plans are not spoiled. She also says that any supplies they need to get in town at the general store, they go out on the mule with a girl named Ophelia, because, you know, it couldn't be a Whedon property without a Shakespeare reference. Mm-hmm. Simon and Kaylee make out a little in the street, and they all go to buy different supplies. So I guess they're back together. On... They were never apart. I, I guess their fight's over. They're also on this planet, and I've never really understood how the postal system works in this, because it's announced that there's a package for Jane, and gee, you know where this is going. I really enjoyed this part, even though I knew it was going to happen. So Jane opens up his package. And it's a sweater. That's... And it matches the hat. <laughs> you know what's even funnier about this is that when we saw Jane's mother for like one panel in the last book, she was knitting another sweater with that same color scheme, but it is not this sweater. So Jane has multiples. I love it. Near multiples. I love it. So we're getting all of our supplies and Jane's like, <sighs> oh, you know what? Maybe we should get something for little Emma and maybe that would bring me back into Zoe's good graces a little bit. Yeah. Jane tries a lot throughout this and he probably tries a little bit too hard to get back into Zoe's good graces. It's like half of what he does, which his heart's in the right place. But at the same time, like maybe, you know, give her a little space. Also, like Jane doesn't seem to understand what exactly Zoe's really upset about. So maybe start there. Simon is shopping for shoes because he needs new ones. And they're all basically, you know, hiking boots. And he goes, hmm, these aren't like the ones we used to have back at home. And Kaylee, again, she's like, oh, so everything was better there? Easy does it. Also, also, okay, so that's a way overreaction on Kaylee's part. But wouldn't you think that Simon at this point would stop making comments like that? Probably. He's not picking up. He's not quick on the uptake here. 
he's also like, sorry, I'm just upset. I'm thinking about mal-associating with these terrorists. Are those people we want to associate with? And she's like, sometimes I don't want to associate with you, shoe snob. <laughs> what is this? What is happening? Ugh. Break up. Or just stop talking about this. If this is really your one <laughs> argument, like, get well, over it. It's also like the two conversations we've seen them have, and it's the same conversation. But River and Ophelia go to look for a toy for baby Emma, only for Ophelia to bring River to a creepy back alley. Turns out it's a trap. Oh, it's always a trap. Only to find Callista, the operative who I don't think had a name in the last one, who fought the other operative. She definitely didn't. Lady operative, the one who's wearing a wig because she also has all those surgical scars. And all of the other girls are also there from the tubes. Yeah, they're all wearing body armor too, so that's not super. That is not super. So they fight River and River's like, I'm going to take you all down. Turns out River can't take down seven of her. And so they take River down and they capture her. I do like the visual representation here. I mean, we've been told that Callista is an operative of the parliament. She has the same sword as the operative that we know. But I think it's an interesting take that this whole training program was just to train more intense operatives. We also don't have any indication that the old operative had any kind of um, elective surgeries done to his brain that we're aware of. Also, it's interesting because Callista says that the girls aren't going to use any weapons because they want to make sure that all of the injuries are healable, which is... Kind of a cool thought. Yeah, amazingly enough, they take out River and Callista just goes, no power in the verse will stop us. That's that thing River says. Dun, dun, dun. So Zoe puts Emma down to sleep again. And to change a diaper. Oh, is that what it's for? She puts her down. Short answer. Yeah. But, uh... You know, you think in space, considering they're smuggling toilet paper, that maybe, you know, get reusable diapers. Those look like disposable ones. But then you have to wash them. Yeah. I also like that in Emma's crib, you can see someone washes dinosaurs. Me too. Zoe's being sad that she's, you know, raising Emma by herself, but she's like, at least I have River to lend a hand. Foreshadowing for the next page. Because River's actually tied down to a chair and being held captive by Callista, etc. And River's like, I will never join you again. And Callista's like, fine, I will make you part of my family again anyway. <laughs> but how? Like, you're aware of all of the different triggers that you have, right? Like, we've already established two of them. One of them you had on a lunchbox for a while. Sold that. I remember. At the store. I had so much Serenity stuff I sold at that store. You did. Because I bought like all the merchandise back in the day and then I just sold it all. Oh. Sad times. Well, just, well, I kept my page. And your river statue. Well, that's because that's a little bit broken. And the, the creepy reaver. Yeah. And my movie prop. I have a movie prop. And Mal. Because he's a little bit broken. <laughs> I kept the things that were a little bit broken. The prop isn't, but I'm not selling that. You can't have that. Customers. I do have that, I was going to say. Oh, and if you're wondering, it's a cup from the galley. It's pretty cute. You can find it in the movie. Yeah, and also the operative drinks tea from it, which I think is funny. Mm -hmm. It was used twice. Or maybe it wasn't because there were six of them, so there's a one in six chance that it's very clearly seen with the operative. Not terrible odds. We'll never know. Or it also doesn't matter. Everyone's back on the ship except for River. And everybody's like, oh yeah, she just went off with Ophelia. Like, no big deal. Big deal. You were on a planet with a woman that you don't trust because at the next page they're going to tell us how much nobody trusts Maricourt, yeah. right? So you're on a planet that you don't know with people that you don't trust and River doesn't come back and you're all just like, eh, it's probably fine. It's never fine. Mal brings everyone together for a meeting saying, like, no, by the way, I don't trust Maricourt, but we are going to work with her to try and get B back because that's important. And because really, she's the only way in that they have. They don't have a lot of options. And then Mal makes a plan. And, you know, Buffy finale, that old chestnut, he makes a plan off screen that we don't see. But we see it play out. <laughs> Such a trope. 
So turns out the plan is that Simon's wearing his fancy red glasses and Anara is dressed back up as a companion and they go into the town office to get a companion permit for Anara. Yeah, and the town clerk is super horny and super creepy. Yes, and he's like, oh, do tell me once you're set up shop and I will be so excited to come visit you. And Anara goes, maybe, we'll see, bye. Super. He's like, oh, this is so odd. Two companions in one week. We had that redheaded one as well. And Anara's like, another companion? It's like I heard about another companion earlier in this comic. I wonder if they're connected. Okay, also, Anara is wearing this, like, face decoration thing that looks like a cat nose and whiskers, (laughs) and that's all I can think of. Did you see that until I said that? No, that's not what I thought of it as. Can you see it now? I suppose. She looks like a kitten. (laughs) And they go to get their permit, which is really they're going to B's cell, because they know where B is now. Right. Because they knew where B was all along, but they needed to get past the guards, which they have successfully done at this point. Meanwhile... Maricourt is with Mal and a different hovercraft that isn't the mule. Maricourt smokes an old-timey pipe. I can't wait for her to tell us her tale. It's right now. Okay, good. <laughs> and Maricourt kind of reiterates, Alliance has to go, and Mal's like, you know what? It does sound better than... Go- going from like one dark corner of the universe to another just to hide all the time because i guess he's tired of turning down plenty of jobs even honest ones do when dialogue <laughs> do my own thing you're literally not doing your own thing i guess i'm not so meanwhile everybody's like oh huh i do wonder where where river is that's kind of odd <laughs> zoe is in the medical bay the one with way too many windows with emma who she refers to as her special little huckleberry and Jane comes in with a cut finger, wearing his sweater, singing the Hero of Canton song. <laughs> because he was trying to help out Kaylee, but he cut his finger. So Kaylee talks to Iris while she's trying to fix whatever problem is happening with Serenity right then. <laughs> you skip the part where Jane says he could ask his mom to make Emma a sweater just like his. Which would be charming. Matching. I so wish that that happens. Jen, Jane Fran. Was that your Emma impression? It was. That was terrifying. Yeah, that's what all children sound like to me. Oh, good. They get an alert that someone is at the door. It turns out that someone is River. Jane is wearing clothes from Firefly and Serenity. Yay! Continuity. That is your favorite thing. Well, so is Simon. He's wearing a suit that we've seen before. Simon and Anara pick a lock and get B out. I guess locks haven't changed that much in the future. Some technology does, some technology doesn't. Locks, not so much. Remember that time that you locked yourself out of your cash box and we tried to pick that lock? Yeah, it didn't go well. No. I got a hammer. Yeah, that poor little box. But then I fixed it. Yeah. It also was like, hmm, this isn't a very secure way to keep my cash. Good to know. <laughs> that shows. Shouldn't keep it Just that so we're clear, way. I just don't walk around with a box of cash. This is for when we work cons. Oh, yeah. It probably isn't very clear. And by cons, I mean comic cons, not swindling people. We are talking about serenity. And because, you know, nothing can ever go smoothly. A guard comes running up. He's like, hey, you, this is a restricted area. And then he's about to radio for everyone and Anara kicks him in the head. With one of the big boots from the... from the. I uh, do like that. Yeah, from the commissary. Yeah, Anara's like in her hiking slash combat boot underneath her fancy companion dress and just pops him in the head. So they do what everyone should do and run away. With B in tow. And B's like, what are you doing here? She's like, we met your friend Maricourt. She's like, oh, good. I'm so glad you met Maricourt. Now maybe Mal can talk her out of her terrorist attack. And they're like, terrorist attack? You mean killing innocent people? Wait, Sorry. what? No, they don't say quite that. But they're like, oh, what? But they kind of do. Yeah. Sorry, those two pages bug me. I understand. The next issue begins with River outside of Serenity. They're opening up the doors. Emma's so excited to see her. And Jane, who has been quietly doing this for quite a while. Like, I wonder what kind of a gift that... She got from and Jane keeps on going, my rotten idea. Just kind of like quietly to himself, because this is like the fifth time he said that. So the door opens up, River walks on. Silently, not saying anything, dead in the eyes. 
And Ophelia is like, oh boy, I really want to meet this Iris girl. River told me all about is Iris around? Oh my God, where's Iris? I don't have anything creepy going on. No, ignore the girl who's totally silent. And they're all like, uh, Iris is downstairs. <laughs> Iris walks in, sees Ophelia, and Ophelia just beats up Jane. Yes, immediately. Because I just go for the big guy. I mean, hits him in the throat. Iris yells, she's one of us. Hits him in the gut, hits him in the chin. Jane goes down fast. It's no good. No one figured out that River wasn't quite right despite not speaking or doing anything. Zoe's like, quick, River, take her out. And River punches Zoe in the back of the head only for Zoe to drop Emma on the ground. To be fair, she's fine. Yeah, everybody's fine, just so we're clear. (laughs) Well, except for Jane, who's unconscious. Zoe's who's unconscious. And then River breaks Kaylee's nose. So beyond that, they're all fine. Emma's fine. The baby's fine. That's what we're worried about. Iris jumps at Ophelia. We assume there's about to be a fight, but we don't know quite yet because we cut back to the daring escape of B. It's fine. They escape. They escape. Yeah, the cops have been called, blah, blah, blah. Things happen. But Iris can't fight off River and Ophelia, and Ophelia asks River to take out the crying baby. So Ophelia sucks. We don't like her. Pretty much. Zoe is able to run behind a door and lock River out, and they leave because they get what they came for, which was Iris. And then Zoe is glaring, probably because she got knocked out, dropped her baby, and then River tried to kill it. Yeah, it's not great. Not a great turn in their relationship. Yeah. Returning to our escape, they all get out on the street where Mal and Maricourt pick everyone up, and B is like, terrorist, you guys, you picked me up with a terrorist. And I, like, I mean, she's not a very good one. She hasn't actually killed what? anyone yet because she's just bad at it. So it turns out what her plan was is that there are these big luxury like, trains. Liners, yeah. yeah, they're like spaceships. Kind of. They're like trams. They're like the Disney tram that goes around Disney. You've never been to Disney, but it's like the Disney tram that only the really rich people use. And so Maricourt is like, we're the ones that harvest all of these raw materials from our planet. And then the rich people come in and take all of our stuff and then take all the money that they get from selling our stuff. And that's not right. So I'm going to blow up the tram with everybody on it. And that'll show them. I still don't even understand like what that's going to show them, but it's going to show them. I mean, to be fair, it seems like a pretty good deterrent. Yeah, but... If you go on one of these, you might blow up. Yes, so... I mean, not that I'm supporting her plan. Everybody's like, terrible idea. That's a lot of innocent people that you're just going to kill because terrible idea. They return to the ship to discuss this bad terrorism plan. And Kaylee runs out. She's like, Captain, did you see him? And Simon, being very astute, he's like, Kaylee, you're hurt. Yeah, she has a broken nose. She's covered in blood. Yeah, so is everybody. Like, He's so blunt. So, so quick. So now that they've rescued B, Iris and River are gone. And they have to decide what to do. Also, Maricourt's there for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better to have her around because she's the active terrorist. So better to know where she is. And Mal's like, all right, we got to go get him back. And so he says, fuck him. Leave him. <laughs> I do like Simon. It's like, Zoe, I can't believe you would suggest such a thing. I'd expect this kind of casual cruelty from Jane, but not from you. And poor Jane's like, why? I'm already on her bad side. Don't bring me into this. And Zoe's basically like, yeah, once she turned against Emma, she will never, ever, 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 ever be back in my good graces ever. And then Jane's also, because he's been thrown under the bus, he's like, I'm just glad nothing bad happened to Emma. And Zoe's like, shut up. I know. I kind of like Zoe. Poor Jane. He's trying. I know he is. He's honestly trying. He really is. And then Mel does basically the same speech that he gave on, I'll get there, Haven. He's like, do what I say, or I'm going to shoot you, or you'll get off of the next port. Because everybody's like, I don't think we should trust Maricourt. It's basically that exact same scene. We've seen this scene before, which is fine. We've seen this scene. (laughs) You know, it fits in with what we know they do. Yep. 
Mal then asks Maricourt what Ophelia knew. She's like, she didn't know everything, but she knows enough to screw things up. And then, you know, Buffy finale style, Mal comes up with another plan that we don't see. It's his favorite. I think it's this whole series favorite. Issue five begins. This is also the longest one so far. The last one we did was five issues. This is six. So we start with Mal's plan, basically. We see Callista at the shipping yard getting things on top of these trams, as we'll call them. Yeah, because the trams are also how they transport the material, the raw materials. Yeah. And so we see that all of our fun people are dressed in orange jumpsuits, loading things onto the trams. And Jane is not looking very happy about being manual labor. We then do get a very cool visual couple of pages. It's very similar to the dream sequence River had in Serenity. We see River floating in a white void, and we see everything through River's eyes, which are these like two big port circles. And River is screaming out, seeing everything that's happening. She's like, stop it, stop it, it's not me. And then there's a very quiet, it's not me. And she can see how mad Zoe is at her. And, you know, hurting a baby and things like that. And she's like, I don't know what happened. And Iris is like, trigger word. It's always a trigger word with you. It's always a trigger word. Yeah. Which, real question, why didn't they use it on Iris? But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they have different ones. But it turns out why they're all collected together is because Callista has hired a companion to come and teach them the ways of being a more... A lady. Yes. Basically to be personable and read body language so that they can be better at being operatives. Yes, they can fit into different situations, all that good stuff. It actually makes perfect sense. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. I don't know why this companion then goes to River's jail cell to taunt her, but she does. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I guess so she can size them up and see what she needs to do to teach them to be ladies. The answer is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Back at Callista's headquarters, they come to her and say, hey, just so we're clear, Malcolm Reynolds is right outside. Like he's ringing her doorbell, giving it a quick old ring, ring, knock, knock. That, 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 that. And then no one responded. And it was sad and lonely. And so Callista goes running out there with her big sword and she shoves it in Mal's face and she's like, talk to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah pretty much mouse says like hey I, I don't look to fight i'm just looking to talk it's like we have b but we want to make a deal with you because we have b we can give you the information of where these peacemakers are and then you let our people go she's like, ha 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 they're not your people she's like they're my family and you'll never get them back and now i'm gonna torture the information out of you Mal's like, not so fast. And they blow up one of the ships, but not one that has people in it, just empty supplies. Yeah, just a supplier ship. So no one's dead, but they blew up some stuff. Creates a good distraction. Yes. So Callista starts fighting with Mal. Which we know is going to go super well because she's like a river slash operative. And Mal is Mal. Boy, he's definitely going to win this one. At least he can take a punch well. Oh, boy, that's... Because he's going to take a bunch. Yeah. All the crew of Serenity run onto ships to try and find River and Iris. All why Maricourt is smoking her old timey pipe and has a plan of her own. She goes, this is the perfect distraction for my plan. (laughs) Then Mal just gets beat up a bunch. Yeah, he keeps trying to get her to talk. So that Callista doesn't run back and join the fight. It seems very obvious what Mal's doing, but that's fine, I guess. He does a terrible job. I mean, he's serving as a distraction. He does a great job as that. He's just losing the fight terribly. And the rest of the crew are on the ships and alarms are going off because, you know, explosion. And they're all in different parts. And Anara turns around to see her old friend, Ceres. Ceres? Cool. Ceres. Ceres it is. Sounds cooler than whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah, I don't like mine either. Ceres. And she has a gun pointed at Anara. Dun, dun, dun. And then Anara pulls a gun on her. Meanwhile, Stand off. But I love, I love this. In between all the gutters, they just have the ew, ew of, that's, that's enough of that. a siren. Ew, 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 ew. <laughs> 
boo. But it's in all the gutters, which just makes it look cool. And it also falls off the page. Like, this is just overwhelming this noise. And then I was like, how dare you do such an evil thing? And she's like, you run with criminals and you were disgraced. So how about, you know, you get off your high horse? She's like, I'm just getting paid. And then she gets sassy. She's like, I've heard all about your war hero that you share a bed with. Does he know what you did at Fiddler's Green? Would he be with you then? Dun, dun, dun. You know, to be fair, at least this is one mystery about Anara that they don't take that long to solve. Yeah, they just, yeah, we're going to find out. A lot quicker than that whole she's dying thing. In the same issue. (laughs) Yeah, so much faster. And then Ceres is apparently a terrible shot because Anara throws her gun down. Ceres? Oh, whatever. You can call her whatever you want. Eh, I'm going to call her the girl whose hair I'm not a big fan of. Ceres. Anara drops her gun, tackles her instead. Someone with a point blank shot misses and Anara knocks her out. She's like, I never liked you, you dumb redhead. Yep. Meanwhile, our good friends have found River and Iris. I almost forgot who's in cell. We found River and Iris, and so we start to pick some locks to pull them out of there. Simon can also do it. Everyone can do it. Everybody can pick locks. I actually think it's probably a useful skill, especially in their line of work. And then Iris is like, time to go. She and B hugged like, we missed each other. Best of friends. And River's like, I don't want to go. I can't trust myself. And then reference. She's like, maybe I'm better off with a bullet in the brain pan. Yeah, we heard that line before. And Simon's like, we got to go. We got to go. And and Zoe's like, I don't care what you do, but you're putting us in danger by leaving us here with you right now. So get off your ass. Yeah. Come with us or, or, or die. we're going to really leave. Care. And that's fine. I don't really care. So she's like, fine, I'll go with you. Blah, blah, blah. I can't trust myself. And Zoe's like, yeah, no, me neither. We cut back outside where Mal is just getting beaten up. Cliss is taking way too long with us, just mocking him. She's like, you're not a soldier. You're just a brawler and you're a crap one at that. And the Alliance, she basically says what we already know, that they're going to expand their reach out and take over the Outer Rim planets and there's nothing they could do to stop them. (laughs) So she gets out her sword to chop off Mal's head. And Anara cracks her in the back of the head with the butt of her gun. Probably just should have shot her. But instead, she just has a one line. She's like, I'm sorry, did I interrupt? And Mal, whose eyes aren't even facing the right direction at this point, like he is, he's concussed, to say the least. Yes. It's like, yeah, I heard you was on the comms about Fillers Green. Selective comms, I guess. Are those things just on? I don't know. I, I feel like that I was that'd also... that be distracting. Well, I feel like that was also a panel that we were missing. Like, they were in a comm room. I don't know. It no, doesn't... They, they have all the comms in their ears, but are they just constantly oh, yeah. on? Can they just hear each other at every point? They're like, guys, have as few conversations as possible because it's really annoying and distracting to hear them constantly. I don't know. But anyway, they somehow all... we heard her. Yeah. They all start to run away and Jane comes running out going, I knew we should have brought grenades. Yeah, you should have. You usually should. You've learned that every time you want to bring grenades, you should bring them. You always forget them. Stop being so forgetful with your grenades. All the operatives in training chase after them, but they escape on the mule, only for all of the luxury cruisers to explode at the same time. Turns out Maricourt did actually complete her plan. Yeah, and these ones were not empty. Thousands of people just died. Yeah, and so everybody's real mad at Maricourt, except for Maricourt. She's pretty pleased with herself. They get on the ship and fly away. Because there's not really anything you can do at that point, obviously. Yeah, everybody's dead. They're, they're all dead. Authorities are coming. You gotta go. And they And they got all their people back. So... We start wrapping up this story. One thing that we didn't get is the return of Jubal early. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we get Maricourt, who is now clearly a villain in this story. The Alliance, who says they're going to be taking out the Outer Rim. And we go to Mal in Anara's room, where he's washing his face. He does that a lot in here. Yeah, but he needed it. He was covered in blood. Yeah, it's silent, and Anara just says, well, are you going to ask me? And I get, I'll probably just do the dialogue for, we should probably do the scene. Okay. Feels like this is an important one. Already. Fiddler's Green. 
It was one of the independent secret bases during the war, but it was more home to refugees than soldiers. When the Alliance attacked, they didn't bother checking who was a combatant and who was a civilian. They just slaughtered everyone, man, woman, and child. Your companion friend back there seemed to think you've got something to say to me about that. Almost mixed up my cowboy language. I, I've tried to tell you. Honestly, I have. But the moment never seemed right. And I always worried what you might do. The reason I left Sanan is that I broke the confidentiality rules of the house madrasa. Companions are sworn to never reveal things that are spoken to them in confidence. One of my clients was a secret supplier to the independents, and during one of our sessions, he let slip some details about a major offensive they had planned. I, I alerted the authorities and let them know the location of the base that he was supplying. You've got to understand that my hope was to prevent needless deaths on both sides, but honestly, Malifat even su suspected. It was a huge scandal in House Madrasa, not because they were sympathetic to the independents, but because the confidentiality vows are sacrosanct. I was asked to leave and never return. I would remain a companion, but I could never go home. I can't begin to express the guilt that I felt over those deaths all these years. I just hope that somehow, well... And Mal just looks at her silently and leaves. He looks very much like Rocky in that. <laughs> Except he's not screaming for Adrian. No. And then we get a really dark scene, too. Okay, so that was dark. Yeah, so this book is going out on such happy notes. Zoe is feeding Emma because it's a baby and they always need food. <sighs> wow. I feed you all the time. Yay! <laughs> River goes up to apologize. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was mind controlled. I would never do it again. And Zoe, still with a smile on her face because she's with her baby, just says, you're never coming near my baby again, ever. River starts to cry, runs away. Jane comes in to, again, trying to patch things up with Zoe. He's like, you know, I never had a dad and I turned out okay. And Zoe, still with this creepy ass smile, she's like, I'm all she's got, but it'll have to do. I, I probably said that more soothingly than she says it. Like, this is some cold stuff. Zoe is shutting down from everyone. It is. And, I mean, here's the thing is that we're not really surprised that River was turned so quickly like that. And I totally understand Zoe's reaction against River. But it's odd that she reacts so strongly against everybody else, too. That she's like, it's just me against the world now. Yeah. And then these last couple of pages. These are big pages. And boom, please follow up on this. This is why we need more. They all go to the kind of common area that they don't really use all that often, the one that's outside the med bay. And Mal says that he's made a decision that the alliance has to go. Yep, that he is joining the war. Or starting one. Or starting like a war. That he's not going to be one of the peacemakers because he doesn't want to be like Maricourt, but... If the Alliance is doing this, then it's time. Right. And honestly, if the Alliance is willing to kill civilians as well, then they're no better than the Peacemakers. It's just... So Mal's starting side number three, which is fight against the Alliance without killing the people. Simon is the first one to speak up against this. B signs off on it. Zoe's in. Jane is also in, which Kaylee notes that she's like, that doesn't sound like you at all. And he says back the thing that we saw in the book flashback. Seems to me that if loner spends too much time together, they ain't alone no more. And so Simon starts to debate whether or not that's a good idea. And Mal shuts him down. He's like, look, this is my ship. We do what I want. If you don't want to do what I'm going to do, then you can get off at the next port. Basically, we get that same speech again. <laughs> yeah, he's very clear on this point. Yells enough. Don't forget, this here is my boat. And it ain't in democracy. I'm the captain. I say what goes. And what I'm saying is somehow, some way, we're bringing down the Alliance once and for all. And if you don't want to be part of what I got planned, you're welcome to get off at the next stop. But if you stay, you do what I say. No questions asked. I'm tired of running. It's time to turn around, stand our ground, and be counted. The end. Okay. So here are my thoughts. Dark. Really uh, dark. I don't love the Fiddler's Green part because, A, I cannot imagine a world in which Inara breaks confidentiality vows. I just can't. I don't. I understand that, like, that's the thing that got her to reform what she, you know, to really hold true to all of the companion vows, blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't feel 
Right. That does not feel within her character. It also seems like a strange rule. Like you're kicked out, but you know, you're freelance, but you still have to go through all of our same rules. Yeah. I find that very unsettling. It also feels more like that's just a wedge that they drove in between Mal and Inara for no particular reason other than to drive a wedge in between Mal and Inara. And that was the part that I loved so much about the last book that we read that the couples that had formed were just, they were there. They weren't, their relationships were not part of the drama of the comic itself they just they were part of it and i assumed the reason that she left was connected with her terminal illness which still hasn't been fully spelled out and to me but at this point we have enough that we can roll with it yeah but to me that makes so much more sense right like she wants to you know see the world and and get out and get away from her life of the people who know that she's sick so that she can cure yeah that makes so much more sense to me than this because this doesn't feel like anara and it also anara keep secrets it does not feel like anara to tell that story to mal to be like i'm gonna confess all this to you right now and also anara is not that thoughtless i can't imagine a world in which anara is that naive to think that if she reported something to the alliance that it would be taken care of in a i'm not as against it as you are i don't know i think i'm more against it because it happens right at the end of the comic and we're not given a chance to resolve it it's definitely i will agree that it doesn't feel supernatural because it's definitely I don't always like story when you can see story. If you want to break it down and analyze it, I'm all for that and finding like certain themes and elements and all that stuff and like to take a deeper reading. But when you can see story on a surface level, it's like, yeah, no, I, I got it. Thanks. It just doesn't work for me. I don't I don't like that as much. The one where Zoe goes totally in on herself and she shuts everybody else out. A hundred percent. I can imagine that happening. And that one is also very, very dark, but feels more on character in a way. And I like that Jane is getting on board in a different way. Like even at the end of Serenity, he was definitely getting more engaged with the crew, but there was also the reaction of Wash and Book just died. Like guys that, especially Book was his friend. I can see him being more aimed at the revenge aspect in that regard. Yeah. So having him trying to actively be a part of things, I like that. As usual, all the voices are spot on. This feels like a very good follow-up to the last book that we read. But this also isn't the end of the story. And that's where I'm like, when the sale of Boom happened, that's really where my problem is, is because I do one more. Yeah, this is very much part two of the trilogy. Yeah. So I really hope it's followed up on because that's like, what counts as... Then we're going to get into that whole thing of what's canon, what's not. And I know sometimes that happens in certain fandoms, especially when sales happen. But then does some of the older stuff still count? Probably because if it's in the middle, it's probably not going to affect anything. But I hope the post stuff counts because I think that's the more interesting stuff. Well, also... This this goes back to my thing. If they're going to reprint it all, to me, that says that they are signing off that it counts. And this is going to be big, however they get that, however they try and go with the Alliance. And I said it before, but, you know, Mal doesn't get to see that promised land. He has to die. I don't think so. They could switch up the script, but I think it's a Western. I think that I'm right. Or maybe we're not going to see it. But that's the story I want to see, which is, again, why, again, the boom stuff. I'm like, oh, boy, we're going back to the fir- first one. You know what I want to see? The new one. Because I don't know how that ends yet. Unless they're tied together somehow. There could be something <sighs> cool in there. But It's an ongoing, so they're going to have a lot of space to fill. But boom isn't really known for long ongoings. Yeah. We'll see what it means. My, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I know I want a sequel to this. So those are our thoughts. What are your thoughts? Are there other things? Because we're kind of the end of the Serenity books. I guess, Okay, so let's do that. Overall thoughts, don't go back unless you need to. I like the stuff in between, and I have enjoyed all the sequel stuff greatly. It all feels very of the world. There have been very few times where it felt, we're comics, so we don't have a budget. I agree. I've liked some of the deeper character stuff that we've done. I liked the book one that we did. I liked, I loved the story one shot that we just did 
here. I really liked Zoe killing off the operative. Yes. Um, so there have been a lot of really cool pieces. It's just right now we're in the middle of this trilogy. It's what it feels like. And yeah. I just need it to end well. And I think that they can. And I think that they will. <sighs> I hope that they will. I miss the whole crew, too. I mean, that's when things are at their best, when they have everyone together. But the reality is, is in this world, they're dead. And more than wanting to see stories with all of them, I want to see them move forward and see how they're affected in different ways by those losses and with the new baby and all those different things. That's more interesting. Yeah, I agree. So the short answer is... Good luck, boom, I guess. Also yes. finish the story. Yes. If you don't mind. And you got an ongoing, you have the license. This thing will print money. If you haven't This will probably give you more money than anything you have currently coming out, I think. Off the top of my head. If you haven't read this yet, but you have watched Firefly and Serenity, we've spoiled well the worth entire it. thing. <laughs> yes, we did spoil the entire thing. Well worth it though. Pick it up, read it. It's not very long. Nothing's very long, which is kind of nice too, because Buffy is like shelves of comics at this point. But this is just a few. And so it's very manageable and and well done. And for the most part, the time that people have taken to really get to know these stories and these characters shines through. And so they're worth it. And also, I know I kind of said it like jokingly before, don't buy them now. Where your dollar goes counts for moving things forward. Boom said they're going to reprint all these. If you haven't bought them yet, just hang out a little bit because they're going to start. I don't know when the reprints are coming, but I know the Firefly story starts in November. So it's probably not going to be terribly, terribly far beyond that. So, you know, if you're going to buy them. Have a little patience. Get yourself a nice old Christmas present. Also, just as a plug to your local comic shop, please add this to your pull list. Yeah, that too. We appreciate that. You want to keep this book going. Like I said, Boom isn't it? They're definitely a very established studio, but not a big one. So, you know, get them some numbers. Keep this story going. So hopefully they'll have an incentive to continue the story. Right, because it's only ongoing as long as Boom decides that they want it to be ongoing. Yeah, I've seen ongoings with Boom before. Air quotes. I mean, it's... Very bitter about that monkey. It just comes down to the numbers. They need to have the numbers. If they don't have the numbers, then... Then it's not worth it to pay for it. So, yeah. You gotta make it financially viable. So... And to make things financially viable, you really do need to pre-order things. Sometimes books will get canceled only a couple issues in before the first issue even comes out based on low pre-orders so go to a comic shop pre-order this book because that's the only way it's going to stay alive what's that whole thing keep flying but yeah you want to keep the story going you got to put the pre-orders and put some money down i don't feel like explaining how comics money works basically your money does nothing to the market you know what i will explain it (laughs) (laughs) when you buy a comic book you're not giving any money to the actual company the way the comics market works is the store buys everything they most of the time things aren't returnable when i say most of the time i mean 99.9 so you're not actually giving any money to the comic book company you're giving money to the store the store is the one spending the actual money that goes to the publisher so that store needs to know if this book is going to sell or not based on pre-order so they spend more money knowing that they are going to get money so if you want this story to go pre-order and i think we do at least on this show i took a little margarita break for that little ramp page and it was great a rampage i meant to say rant but it did not come out it was a rampage yeah that'll do it for all the serenity stuff we'll be back with this and like i don't know whenever they finish up their first arc yeah some point (laughs) maybe on patreon we'll be back in november with this We'll see. I don't know. I haven't decided it. Because we're doing that with Buffy. If you want to get reviews of all of the Buffy season 12 stuff, one just came out this week or next week or last week. I don't know. It just came out around this time. I don't know. If you want to get a review of what we thought before we do our full season 12 coverage, patreon.com slash editors no comics. You also get this show a whole week early before it gets its mass release. Coming up in August. 
we have two shows, so we're going to be bi-weekly instead of the weekly one that we've been doing. You know, even it out a bit. We're all over the place. <laughs> I'm trying to make some consistency the best I can. Next up, we have one more Angel, and then after that, we have one more Buffy, and then one more Buffy after that for the season 12 stuff. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Before the end, we got one more of each. So there you go. Any information you want to get, editorsnotecomics.com. If you want to reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the Editors Note Comics stuff. But beyond that, we'll be back in two weeks for Angel. Bye. Bye.